1: Presented by T Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.
0: All right, we are back, jam packed last segment. We're going to get best of the best. We're going to get a final word. We've got to talk a little bit about the halfway point, some predictions. But we got to start with the game of the week. I think it's a very, very intriguing game. I don't know that it's a great game to bet, uh, but let's get into this deal. Best of the best. This week's best of the best. It is the Niners laying now four and a half, hosting the Bengals. What do you need to know? Sam Darnold's going to be your starter for the Niners, and they're still laying four and a half, hosting Cincinnati. Boomer, let's let's approach this now. Where are you at with this game? Where are you at with San Francisco?
1: Well, are you sure that it is going to be Sam Darnold? Uh, that's
0: what I read this morning. Now, how do you want to play this? You think Purdy's still got a shot here?
1: I don't think it makes a difference for me. I mean, Purdy could have a shot here. It's actually, I want to see Sam Darnold play. I want to see what he looks like with Kyle Shanahan and, these, and this offense. And the big question for me is, Trent Brown, is he playing? and? You know, is uh, Debo going to play? And is Christian McCaffrey going to be 100%? So there's a lot of question marks surrounding San Francisco. And this is what an NFL season is all about. And this is what we talk about. When you play, it's not who you play. It's when you play them. And Mm -hmm. to me, the Bengals are coming off of a bye. They are relatively healthy. Joe Burrow is now going to be uh, unquestionably 100% from that calf injury. I think the Bengals defense has played really well over the last few weeks. Um, You know, they are really I felt like started to turn it on. But the one thing that I worry about with the Bengals, Mike, is they don't want to run the ball. They want to play Madden football with their wide receivers and their quarterback and put them in shotgun and throw the ball 45 times a game. When in actuality, if they just watch what the 49ers try to do, the 49ers actually do try to run the ball. And why is that? That's because Kyle Shanahan's dad, Mike Shanahan, always had the off tackle run. That was the staple of the offense, and it's okay if the quarterback actually gets under center twenty five percent of the game. You know what I mean?
0: So let me ask: Who do you blame though? Like, is that a Zach Taylor thing? Obviously, Joe Burrow gets a say in the game plan, and he's earned the right. Like, who do you blame when when a team look? And I've 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 said the same about Buffalo for years. I I, I don't know why these teams are allergic to running the ball. You're going to get your your prized Faberge egg stolen here. You're going to get your quarterback hurt.
1: Who do you blame? You know, I, I, first of all, I blame the injury. Uh, so I don't know how limited he was in terms of his movement coming out from underneath center. Maybe it was a little bit easier just for him to sit back there and shotgun and throw the ball from there and hand the ball off and not really put too much pressure on his lower leg. That that could be part of the issue. But I always believe that you got to start every year out Running the ball first and creating an identity for your team, a physical identity for your team. And I always thought the Bengals with Joe Mixon and Samaj P. Ryan last year, especially they had that physical run aspect to their game. And it was one of the reasons why they were so good offensively because they were able to fall back on that every now and again, they have completely abandoned the run. And that's the thing that disappoints me because the Bengals have always been known as to have a good running team. So I would hope that maybe Zach Carroll goes back, looks at some of the film that they have put out there, and says, you know, guys, we have to balance our offense. And if they do that, I think they'll keep this game close. I actually think they'll win this game because I do think that they now can say that they finally have a fully healthy quarterback.
0: Yeah, the thing that scares me is, look, the Niners, that is a very, A, it's a very good defense and a very proud defense. I still can't figure out, what happened against Minnesota? Where you're allowing Cousins, who and by the way, they didn't run the football. He goes 35 for 45. You can't get a hand on him. You got guys running wide open down the field. I, I is it? There's got to be a bounce back for that defense, though. That's where I fear taking the Bengals here because now they got to go on the road. Niners have to be angry, and it is a little bit. It's a bounce back spot,
1: no? Yeah, I think I think it is, but you know the Bengals are coming off the bye again. I still think this is a these two teams are close, and I think it's a field goal game. And this is one of the reasons why I feel good about taking the Bengals. I don't know if they'll yeah. win the game or not, but I do like the four and a half points. If you told me it was going to be a three point spread, I probably <sighs> yeah. would have taken. You know, I probably first of all I probably wouldn't have bet it, but the fact that it is four and a half, I do like the Bengals with that kind of number. Okay,
0: you that that is the best thing you've said. And I, I'm being serious with people on this because, obviously, we'll talk games and we try to give you some picks and have fun. Oftentimes, the best games to watch are the worst games to bet. I will tell you I would never bet on this game. This is a game you sit down as an NFL football fan and you just enjoy it. I don't – something terrifies me about this line because Boomer makes a great case about this entire thing, and you go, man, Bengals, I'm getting four and a half. I'm on the road. I'm off the buy. Why am I getting four and a half? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I getting four-and-a-half? Why, if, 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 and again, as I read this morning time of table that you were going to see Sam Darnold, why am I getting four-and-a-half? The other thing I don't like with the Bengals, Planet Earth is on the Bengals. It looks too easy. There's an element to this. Sometimes you have the unquantifiable. And, I mean, Boomer, you've covered NFL for, what, 30 years, played for 20. The whole bit is, look, there's certain times in this league It's a bad idea to bet against a team. And when you're coming home and you've lost a bad game and and you you have this defense that's got a ton of pride. No, pride is not quantifiable. It just scares the hell out of me to go with the side that looks easy. No one's going to want the Niners. Nobody will touch them. They're radioactive. It's almost like every reason why I have to take them. This line look, you know the commercial where, where the, the fisherman's in the store and he goes, I got you a dollar, and, and, like, he reels it away with the fishing pole? That's what this feels like. <laughs> that four-and-a-half don't make no sense. <laughs> Boomer, you sold me completely on Cincinnati. There's no way they should be getting four. So and a half, therefore right? therefore, you're
1: going to take the 49 but I will say you were a little inaccurate on a couple of your statements. Uh, first What'd of I all, say? I'm only 62 years old. I didn't play in the league by 14 years, not 20 and i've been covering the league for 23 years not 30 so also I, fair i mean i so i there was some inaccuracies there so like No i, Noted. So I feel Noted. like i've talked you into taking cincinnati therefore you're going to take the 49ers is that what i'm hearing it's-
0: yeah, we call this the reverse of the reverse psychology. I'm going to pivot, and we're going to go with it. I'm going to go Niners. But again, Boomer, my point is I would never bet this game. Yeah, Games like this where you and I could sit here and talk about it and you make cases for both, these are the games you sit out. You just don't touch. Have some popcorn and just watch good football. All right. Oh, man. Do you want to go to the final word, my man? Let's do it.
1: Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it and Lowe's. Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. So I wanted to have some fun.
0: You know, we, we previewed the trade deadline a little bit. I want to do this two ways. I'm going to ask you about one specific player. Then we're going to get to some predictions we'll revisit in a few months, okay? All righty. The player is Montez Sweat. Now, the commanders have been solid, I think surprisingly solid for me. Montez Sweat's name has been all over the rumor mill this week. He was asked about it, and he goes, hey, I got a job to do. I'm going to do my job. I can't worry about it. Two notes. A, do you believe Montez Sweat will be dealt? B, where?
1: You know, I I could see him being dealt because I could see that the Washington commanders are going to want to really start a rebuild under new ownership. And I think they're just kind of treading water right now. And I I don't think they believe in Sam Howell. Do you? Do you think they really believe in this kid?
0: It's not a cop-out. Boomer, I don't know how you could form an opinion when he's on pace to be sacked 103 times this year. But noted. I, I will say no, but Jesus, could we give this kid a chance?
1: But here, here's the other thing I just want to say about that particular part of what's going on with the Commanders. He could get sacked 96 times this year. That's what he's on pace for, which would be like 20 of the uh, the record-setting year uh, that yeah. I think David Carr David had. Carr. Yeah. So, you know, Eric Bieniemy this offensive coordinator, and he's supposed to be a genius. He came from Kansas City. Have some answers for the kid. Don't put the kid in such a bad spot where every time he's holding on to the ball, you know, he has nowhere to go with the ball. Or if he doesn't understand where to go with the ball, then who the hell is teaching him where to go with the ball and who's coaching him? So, you know, I hear this Eric Bieniemy for head coach here, head coach there. He's the one that's yeah, getting no. the kid killed. He's the offense coordinator. He's the one that's got to be held accountable. So, yes, I think that Montez Sweat will be traded. I think that they're, they're most likely going to lose this uh, this weekend against the Philadelphia Eagles. And then you gotta start really looking at assets to try to rebuild your football team, which can be done relatively quickly if you have the right assets that you're willing to trade and you can get something of significance in return for them. And everybody wants an edge rusher. Everybody does. And he's probably he and Daniil Hunter, if he if Daniil is uh traded from Minnesota, if Minnesota loses this week, I think they would be the top two guys that would be on the trade list.
0: All right. So what do you think it takes to get Sweat? And then I'm going to give you a place I think he'd be perfect. All right. What do you think it takes to get him?
1: I think at least two draft picks, maybe a second and a third.
0: What about the Lions? James Houston's out till late November. We know Aiden Hutchinson's very good. They're in dire need of help up front and and, and a bookend to Aiden.
1: Yeah, because I don't think Minnesota would do that with the Lions, but I, I could see. No, they did a draft night deal, but that's different. That's than, a different deal. We're
0: dealing you a player. Yeah, this, I, I don't think so either. This
1: is a significant player that would that would look that would look great in a Lions uniform.
0: Actually, I just it felt like a fit, didn't it?
1: It does. You know, the other thing too is like I think guys like DeAndre Hopkins are probably being looked at right now. Uh, Oh,
0: every Titan is, no question. Yeah,
1: I think when you're looking at the Titans, you're looking at the Giants, you're looking at the commanders, of course. I mean, teams that are going to be realistic as to where they are and and where they're headed and the fact that a number of these teams are going to end up with new coaches as well. Uh, Now is the time to make those moves, especially if teams like the Lions are desperate enough to go get another pass rusher, which, boy, I'll tell you what, every team in the league could use.
0: Yeah, big time. Um, all right, so let's have some fun. We're approaching the halfway point. I need the final four. I need, huh. in a hypothetical world, the NFC title game, AFC title game. No one's holding you accountable to this. We're having some fun. Right. It's, it's more getting and figuring out who you believe is truly the class. Example, I don't think you can put Buffalo in the AFC title game. I think eight weeks ago you may have. So it's a fun exercise. Start with the NFC.
1: Well, give, I, think, give me the, I still give me the, think it's going to be the Eagles and 49ers. I still I still believe that. I still think that the 49ers went healthy and everybody's up and running. Uh, they're no different than the team that wiped out uh, San Francisco. And I think George Kittle made a little bit of a mistake with the F Dallas t-shirts after they beat the Dallas Cowboys because they haven't been the same since and they've lost two straight.
0: Yeah. I, I got, I honestly, I, I thought last week was a scheduled loss for the Lions. I thought that was like a Raven spot. Man, there's a world. Lions get healthy here. Lions could be a real thorn on one of these teams' sides. You're probably right with Eagles and Niners, but you know I'm not a big Purdy guy. I know you are. We both love Jalen Hurts, and Philly's a bit of a monolith. But yeah, it's the safe approach. i tell you the thing with Philly. Dude, Jalen Carter is already just an absolute game wrecker. Just a complete game wrecker. It's unbelievable. They just keep drafting studs out of Georgia. It makes me cry. Well, a lot, a lot, right. a
1: lot of teams could have taken Jalen Carter, but they didn't because of the car accident that killed Noise. somebody yeah. uh, before he was drafted. So I, you know, he fell into the lap of the Philadelphia
0: Eagles. All right, go AFC. Thirty seconds or less. Who's the title game?
1: Well, to me, it's Kansas City, and it's either Kansas City, Miami, or Kansas City, Baltimore. Right now, got to pick one. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Baltimore Ravens.
0: Me too. I think if Miami gets home field, it's a different conversation. I'm assuming they won't. I, I just – Baltimore is built for it. Maybe it's recency bias because I really like the way Lamar's played. Yeah, I'm with you. Casey and Baltimore would be my selection too. The no, one listen, thing about
1: Miami, four of their last five are at home. So they got that, back home for Good them. point. Yes. get hot
0: late. All right, listen, that's the deal. We got a lot more to cover. We'll be back next week to do it all over again That's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. Thanks for listening, guys.
1: It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti.